Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. <laughs> you were just so into it that I had to be into it too. <laughs> I, I see. Uh, hey, hey everybody, happy December. Uh, yeah. We're, the, the Game Awards just happened. They sure did. And uh, But and... did they really? <laughs> I almost feel like they didn't. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we... We got some things to say about the Game Awards. We we do. Boy. Um, first, one one correction from last episode. Okay. Not, not the highest stakes of corrections, but still <laughs> one I feel the need to make. Uh-huh. Uh, we mentioned our Kojima names. Right. Uh, last, uh, last episode, yours was... I was just trying to also remember it, uh, and it's not coming to me. Yours was uh poker singing right yours is poker singing yeah uh i i had multiple and i mentioned one of them as uh the the recovering loss man the recovering loss man yeah but i forgot to mention my first kojima name which is stretch spaniel <laughs> uh, which you know could be a villain in a kojima thing could be a villain in an inspector gadget movie <laughs> it's got range <laughs> yeah yeah uh so you know that Kojima name generator thing that Brian David Gilbert made still great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Game Awards 2019. Yeah. Uh, aired December 12th, <laughs> uh, last Thursday. Yeah. And uh, and that was a groovy 12th. <laughs> the 12th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and boy, like th- this was an interesting one. Yeah. Interesting is a polite way to talk about what that was. <laughs> I don't think I've been that underwhelmed by a game award since they were hosting them on Spike TV with no audience. Uh, and like not not only was it underwhelming, like I feel like there were more like gaffes than usual. Like mm-hmm. they like I feel like this was less tightly produced than last year's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that. Uh but as these are the Game Awards twenty nineteen reaction episode this is the Game Awards 2019 reaction episode. It's a two-parter because we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get to elaborate over the course of this episode. So, first thing we did was we uh, we predicted who the winner of the Game Awards would be. Kind of right. skipping to the end here. Sure. Um, uh, Sean predicted that Resident Evil 2 Remake would win. I predicted that Death Stranding would win. And even though neither of them won, I do think your prediction was better than mine. <laughs> I was thinking the whole Game Awards, like, oh, Death Stranding's going to win. Of course it's going to win, you know. But right. uh, then, well, you know, we'll we'll continue on here. Yeah, uh, we, we made a side prediction that Smash Bros. Ultimate, which was a nominee, right. would win Fighting Game of the Year, but not take the Game Awards themselves. Yes. Uh, we were right about the Smash Ultimate. Yeah. yeah. We were right about that. Doug Bowser accepted the award and everything. <laughs> uh, but the winner of the, the, the Game Awards was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Which I never would have called. Yeah, yeah, I mean, same. God, I'm sure that, like, people who are obsessed with gambling, like, <laughs> anyone who bet on Sekiro had excellent odds. Oh, yeah. Big. Like, yeah. nobody would have predicted that. Yeah, like, I think it was just, like, you know, like, just really six games that were, like, all niche in their own way all right. for the nomination. Yeah. You know, like... Like uh like a remake of an older game, uh mm-hmm. like a like a really like you know, a, a really ambitious 
game by kind of a smaller dev like Remedy mm-hmm. Entertainment's Control, right? Sure. The the Outer Worlds very niche, yeah. Death Stranding very niche, and like Smash Bros. Ultimate, you know, obviously very mainstream in the grand scheme of things. But mm-hmm. in terms of like a game winning a prestigious award, yeah, uh, you know, uh, for for being the the best video game in terms of like narrative and, and right. like and production and everything else. Uh yeah, still like was not expecting Sekiro, you know, which also felt very niche. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean I I still am in a headspace where I think of Soulsborne games as being a niche experience, but they're really not anymore. It's that's true. Yeah. Uh, especially especially like Souls and Bloodborne themselves. Like the Dark right. Souls games, Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh like those those are very mainstream now but even though from software was making sekiro sekiro still felt like you know it felt like maybe it would draw in less of a crowd than mm-hmm. souls and bloodborne and i you know i i don't fully know why i thought that anymore <laughs> like <laughs> okay you know like it was it was the creator of dark souls making game that had a lot of similarities to dark souls right of course the now millions of dark souls fans uh that exist might want to pick it up and spread sure. the word that it's good yeah. yeah and you know i critics probably loved it also so yeah you know weirdly i i know nothing about its critical reception somehow i just completely missed the boat on sekiro but uh now i'll take another look at it yeah but anyway the game the, the awards at the game awards are always the smallest part of it so what we right. did was we predicted a bunch of reveals. Mm-hmm. So starting with actually what ended up being maybe some of our best <laughs> predictions of the night, uh, we predicted some Fortnite stuff. Now, Sean, you said there will be a llama hat where you put it on your head and it looks like a llama. I did say that. Uh, <laughs> and I stand by it. So funnily enough, uh, Fortnite actually already includes an item in the game called the Loot Llama. I knew those guys liked llamas. It's... It's a, uh, it is like a pin, like it's a pinata shaped like a llama. You break it open and you get ah. loot. Uh, however, uh, there does not yet appear to be like loot llama themed cosmetics in the game. Like, I can't believe that my prediction was as broad as if a llama hat already exists in Fortnite, I'm still right. And I was wrong. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. There's, there's no loot llama cosmetics wow. uh, in particular. There is definitely not a hat. Uh, however, when I searched for Fortnite, Fortnite llama hat on YouTube to see uh, on Google to see if it already existed, right. uh, I I found that people had made the loot llama hats in real life. Uh, I see. Uh, so my prediction was so good that it transcended fiction and became reality. So here's the actual <laughs> prediction that was made. Uh-huh. Uh I said the actual prediction. Okay. <laughs> I said that Fortnite would have a crossover with Star Wars. Right. Um after I made this prediction, after recording, I'm like, oh, that was a bad prediction. <laughs> like EA presumably still has exclusive rights to right. all Star Wars video game stuff. However, uh a few days later, Fortnite announced that uh the in-game location risky reels which apparently like sometimes has like movie footage and stuff okay would air a sneak peek of rise of skywalker like inside the game like an in-game sneak peek right within Fortnite, uh for rise of skywalker uh on the 14th Mm -hmm. uh 
and uh and then like so when they announced that i'm like oh okay well the, so that's not happening at tgas then but then at the game awards they reminded everyone that there would be a sneak peek on risky reels mm-hmm. and mentioned uh that there would be uh like star wars themed skins added to the game and if you were playing the game while you were watching like if you did uh watch the sneak preview in risky reels right uh you would get an in-game tie glider in <laughs> Fortnite. so yeah i'd say that's a star wars Fortnite crossover announced during the game awards yeah i think we nailed it yeah voice I... high five Boop. <laughs> i'm not Come on! No, no. Don't leave me hanging. I'm not going blip to high five. You're, you're you. such a bad high fiver. <laughs> you didn't even raise your hand. Blip. Oh, okay. Thanks. That time I raised my hand, yeah. listeners. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So that that was a that's a real good start for us. Yeah. Things go downhill from here. Yeah. So both uh, in terms of our predictions and the show. Okay. And I'm the show that itself. There, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we predicted some Sony stuff. Mm-hmm. The prediction we made the most easily was that it's probably too soon for Death Stranding DLC. Right. Uh, At least we were correct about that. Yes, we were correct about that. I predicted that the the Game Awards would have a uh, a a, f- a full release trailer for Dreams. Right. Um, that would announce a 2020 release date. So what happened is after we recorded, Sony announced. That they were doing a state of play, which is their version of Nintendo Directs. Right. Uh, they were doing a state of play two days before the Game Awards. Right. So they did do that, and at the state of play, Dreams got a full release trailer <laughs> uh, with a February 14th, 2020 release date. So close. We then predicted uh, that the Game Awards would have a Last of Us 2 uh, trailer where Joel is playable. Right. We did not even get that at State of Play. Right. Uh, what we did get at State of Play was half of a Ghost of Tsushima trailer. Right. And then the other half aired at the Game Awards. Right. Uh, like, you know, the, the State of Play trailer was like, watch the rest <laughs> at the Game Awards. And then they played the whole, the full thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks fine. That's true, you know. Yeah, I'm having trouble being super hyped for that game. Yeah. yeah and I don't too. really know why. Like, uh, just, I don't know. It's not especially remarkable. It's very pretty. Yeah. I like the kind of autumn colors and that that whole thing that they have going on. But yeah. aside from that, it's just like, okay. Yeah, it just looks like samurai action game. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I enjoy, but nothing is screaming by me. Yeah. Yeah, not not incredibly pumped for it. Yeah. The the best thing <laughs> the best thing about that trailer is like it played at the game awards, like while it was playing at the Game Awards, the screen <laughs> lifted up and an orchestra was playing mm-hmm. the music. And then after the orchestra finished playing, it panned over to the audience. Everyone's clapping. And there's just a guy <laughs> sitting in his seat just asleep. There's just yeah. a guy sleeping in the audience. Yeah. He slept through the Ghost of Tsushima trailer. Not a good look for the Game Awards. <laughs> Not a good look. Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, like, it was funny, too, because... Like you and I were watching the the Game Awards together, mm-hmm. and like you know the trailer played, and and you were basically like, oh, like cool, there's there's a there's a breather here. I'm gonna look at my phone, 
and while you're looking at your phone, the sleeping guy should right. scream like, "Oh my god!" And then you like look up and you're like, "What?" And he was gone. The sleeping man was gone. But then you made several tweets about it on the Smashing Theory account, and now I can never not be aware of it. <laughs> you deserve to know about about Game Awards Sleeping Man. He was just doing what I wish I'd been doing while we were watching that. <laughs> Because that went a little past my bedtime, that yeah. show. Uh, we predicted that Microsoft wouldn't bring anything big to the Game Awards. But then, literally and figuratively, <laughs> they proved us wrong. They, they, brought, <laughs> they brought their new console, Yeah, showed the design for it and everything, and that thing looks like it will not fit in our entertainment center. No. So, they, yeah, you're right. They literally brought something big. Yeah. That console looks fucking huge. It's called the Xbox Series X. It no longer has the code name of Scarlet. Right. It is the Xbox Series X. And so Microsoft continues to be completely unable to name <laughs> things. Huh, man, like, yeah. I never want to hear complaints about the Wii U again <laughs> after this. So yeah, we have the Xbox, right. then the Xbox 360, mm. then the Xbox One, <laughs> their third console, right. followed by the Xbox One, One X, X, and now the Xbox Series Jesus X. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Awful. Oh, man. I actually kind of like the design, though, I have to say. I think it, they're really making a statement with it, you know? It doesn't quite look like any console that we've seen before. Yeah, it looks neat. It looks it looks sleek. It mm -hmm. looks very next gen. It, and it reminds me of a computer tower, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's got kind of a cyberpunk look to it. A little bit. Yeah, like yeah. It, yeah, it looks very high tech. I do dig it aesthetically. Yes. But yeah, on, on top of the console, they also showed a trailer for uh, Senua Saga Hellblade 2. Yes. Um, now, I did not play uh hellblade senua's sacrifice yeah uh and so initially i was not very interested but there was a little note at the beginning of this trailer that stated that everything in the trailer had been rendered in engine yes if that is true that is the nicest looking video game i've ever seen yeah depending on how true that is i should say exactly yeah. like will gameplay where you're moving around look like that we'll yeah. have to wait and see yeah exactly but that by its, I mean, for that to be, like, in-engine uh, footage is very, very impressive. Yeah, those those were some good-looking visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, very intrigued by that. If that's how, if that's how gameplay of Xbox Series X games are going <laughs> to look, then, uh, then yeah, I, uh, that, that's going to feel pretty next-gen. Yeah. But, yeah. uh. But we've we've been burned on early <laughs> visuals of mm -hmm. new consoles in the past, so I'm reserving my judgment until I see release footage of that game. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Having said that, if that is true, that was the most impressive thing for me that came out of this game awards. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, time, I, time will tell. Yeah, I, I think I might agree with that. Actually, Mo most impressive thing to come out of yeah. the game awards. The, the bar was not amazingly high, but, but that was still impressive. Yeah. Uh, we made some predictions from WB Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we predicted we predicted some stuff about Rocksteady's new project. Uh, we both said Matrix at the exact same time, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you thought that it would get announced at the TGAs. I said it it's going to be the Matrix, but it's not going to get announced here. 
whatever it is, it was not announced yeah. here. So far, you're right. If they make the biggest mistake of this century and don't make a Matrix game, we'll both be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it'd be kind of a no-brainer that Arkham Legacy would be revealed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. Yeah, no nope. dice. No dice. I also made kind of a risk and said that maybe that AAA Harry Potter game that got leaked a year ago and we never saw it again, maybe that'll be here. It was not. No. Um, we did predict that there would be a Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay trailer, which mm-hmm. is being published by WB Games. Uh, and we did get a Cyberpunk 2077 trailer, but it was a, like behind the music trailer where it showed like several right. musicians that are working on the game and them talking about how excited they are about the soundtrack sure. with with some gameplay footage interspersed <laughs> between so half right yeah half sure. right on that we w- need all the help we can get <laughs> <laughs> wb games did show other stuff at the conference uh at the at the show mm-hmm. uh they did show um a trailer right for uh the wolf among us 2 yes that was a surprise yes uh that's that's back um mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's being developed. Uh, I, f- I forget the name of the studio, mm-hmm. but it's being developed by a studio that's made up of former Telltale employees. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. And uh, and WB Games is publishing it, which means that uh, hopefully they'll give that studio the resources that they need. Yes, and will allow them to make it in an engine that isn't broken. Yes, and uh, and maybe it'll be really cool. And Big B Wolf is going to be a guest character in Mortal Kombat now. <laughs> You you know that WB has always owned Fables, right? But now, more than ever... You did not know that, and now you're More bluffing. than ever before, <laughs> Big B fucking Wolf is gonna be combating with Raiden. DC is owned by Warner Brothers, and uh, Vertigo, the label that publishes Fables, is owned by DC. Yeah, but it's crazy how just really small development decisions can lead directly to Big B Wolf being a guest <laughs> character in Mortal Kombat 11. It's uh, crazy how that happens all know, the time. Big Big B would be cool in MK. Yes. Like, uh, he's he's brutal enough for that to work. Sure. And, yeah, uh, everybody's seen him uh, use the glass. <laughs> glass him. Glass him. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's seen that. Uh, that could be his uh, X-ray, or maybe, no, his uh, fatal blow. That's maybe what maybe that. Bigby would be cooler in an injustice game, though. Yeah, because I, he he can be brutal, but he doesn't have to be. That's right. That's yeah. true. He'd he'd fit in injustice. Yeah, depending on how powerful he is. Well, that doesn't matter in injustice. You take a pill and you're invincible. So yeah. Although they didn't really do that in injustice too. Oh, I figured it just, the effects just carried over. Oh, I. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They stopped thinking about it. I stopped thinking about it. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, we predicted Activision Blizzard. Uh, we we thought that there would be no Overwatch 2 or Blizzard stuff. Mm-hmm. That was right, at least. Sure. I predicted that they'd reveal a new Crash Bandicoot game. And boy, were you wrong. Yeah, I, I really, I was really wrong on that one. Did they even have a presence there? Were they there at all? I don't think they were. I don't I, think they were either. I don't remember any Call of Duty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, who's in charge of Apex Legends? That's EA. Yeah, Respawn. Yeah, re- yeah. Respawn and Electronic Arts. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Uh, I didn't, like, ju- actually, speaking of Electronic Arts, I didn't think they'd really be present. I predicted maybe they'd have, like, a Mass Effect trilogy right. remaster announcement. That did not happen. No. Uh, but... <laughs> 
they did bring Apex Legends to the yes. Game Awards. Uh, with like, with like a fucking skit where like yeah. Jeff Jeff Keeley's like, okay, so uh, next up I want to announce, and then <laughs> like, right. and then Mirage from Apex Legends shows up on the TV screen and starts having a conversation with Jeff Keeley. Right. Uh, they must have rehearsed that. Yes. A lot. Yeah, they they must have. Uh, Jeff Jeff did a really great job uh, mm-hmm. make, making it seem like he was talking uh, to Mirage. So we predicted a uh, Square Enix stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we predicted that the Game Awards would have a trailer for Kingdom Hearts Three Remind. Right. That would reveal the release date. Uh, that trailer happened during the State of Play. There were a couple of State of Play things where I thought like you couldn't have waited till the Game Awards. <laughs> like, it's like, days later. Yeah. Yeah, especially because of how low stakes right. the Game Awards ended up being. Yeah. I think if the Game Awards had some really huge announcements, then bringing some of that to the state of play would have been fine and cool. Right. But instead, like, we got two, like, presentations that were not, like, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of, like, canceled each other out almost. That's <laughs> that's kind of a shame. But uh, this this trailer actually already, like, leaked somehow, December 6th. Mm, okay. But it was, it was officially shown during the state of play. Uh, it's coming out for the PS4... Uh, January 23rd, 2020. Right. It's coming out for Xbox One uh, February 25th, 2020. Right. Um, they showed off a story trailer, mm-hmm. like, for for the new story stuff that's happening in Remind, alongside, like, some new boss footage and stuff. Gameplay yeah. footage looks cool. Yes. Uh, the the character gameplay we saw looks great. Uh, there, there is a part like Amy and I watched the trailer together when it leaked. Okay. And there was a part in the middle of that trailer, uh, you know, I, I think some people are kind of avoiding the Remind trailer because spoilers. Sure. Um, but there was a spot like right in the middle of the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, where, uh, Amy and I just said finally at the same <laughs> time in Unision, like when we saw a, a certain feature in the game. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, it it's got it looks like it's got a lot of cool stuff going on in it. It, it does, yeah. Uh thirty dollars mm-hmm. for for the expansion. Like I hope that story has some substance and yeah. some length to it. Like I think if that's like a ten hour story expansion then yeah, thirty dollars is fine. Right. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be like a four-hour story mm-hmm. expansion, and uh, I I like giving Square Enix my money. I like giving Kingdom Hearts my money. That mm-hmm. uh, asking thirty dollars for that <laughs> uh, might might feel a little might might be a little frustrating when I when I dish that out because. Because Amy and I are buying that, right? Like, you know, they they could make it full price, and we'd probably <laughs> buy it. But but then you'd be like, ah, oh, oh, <laughs> Whereas now you're just like, oh. yeah, yeah, just like that. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, but I mean, come on, you're getting premium menu. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do love how like at the end they showed like the feature list, yeah. and at the bottom it's like premium menu it's like oh premium menu that, that'd be a sweet ass menu <laughs> fuck up yeah uh i mean you know square enix has some of the best jrpg menus in the biz so i guess i mean it's good that you're getting a good one they don't have persona 5's menu that's true some of the best some of the best yeah yeah uh square enix also showed 
uh, or we also thought that Square Enix would show. Mm-hmm. I was pretty confident about this one actually. Uh, footage of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Right. And uh, yeah, we we got like a cloud trailer. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny how like footage of that was so scant for such a long time. And now anytime there's even a small event, Square Enix is like, hey, you want to see more footage of Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> it's like some kid's random 10th birthday and they just show up with a big TV. <laughs> hey, why don't you look at this Barrett trailer? <laughs> I don't know what Final Fantasy VII is. Shut up! <laughs> there isn't a Barrett trailer yet. They they haven't uh they haven't leaked the footage from that kid's birthday party yet. <laughs> right, yeah, of yeah. course. They've really been keeping that under wraps, unlike those Harry Potter guys. <laughs> uh i also predicted uh, a gameplay showcase of marvel's avengers <clears throat> was not present in any way shape or form uh-huh. actually the it's it's funny like the the amount of like coverage that marvel's avengers has gotten feels like inversely proportional to the amount of <laughs> the amount of promotion that final fantasy 7 has gotten since its reveal yeah that's a good point yeah like they they showed they showed that trailer at gamescom initially mm-hmm. like not even to the public right right they showed it like privately it leaked they shut down the leak and then they released it publicly like a week or a month later mm-hmm. and like I think at a Comic Con there was like a Kamala Khan trailer, right, right, and uh, and yeah, we had just haven't really seen much gameplay or anything recently, or maybe I I just like maybe they have, but I've I've not noticed, right, which well, is which is a bad sign if that's the case, <laughs> yeah, and also like if anybody would notice, it would be you. You're the guy who notices things. <laughs> You do all the research for this podcast. You would definitely, I feel like you'd definitely be aware of it. I, I yeah, I think it's more likely than it's not. But I, you know, I'm not infallible. I That's do true. miss things. Yeah. We predicted uh, that Sega would not show up. Right. Um, And I don't believe they did. I don't uh, think they did either. We toyed with the possibility of Streets of Rage 4 or Yakuza 7 appearing. Um, Streets of Rage 4 was not shown during the Game Awards. But it was shown dur- during Nintendo's Indie World presentation, right. which was also announced after we did our last episode <laughs> and aired two days before the Game Awards. Right. Um, yeah, I still have to check that out. I haven't seen that latest footage of it. Uh, yeah, and Indie World had had some had some cool announcements, but I it kind of felt lower key overall mm. than a lot of their Indie World presentations. Okay, I was expecting stuff like a cross code release date, right. like maybe some big some bigger announcements or like a Nintendo collaboration or something. Mm-hmm. And and none of that really. Um, there was uh that's a good thing. You weren't predicting that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the biggest announcements they made was like Axiom Verge two. Okay. Um, and I think like a shadow drop of Dauntless. Okay. Right. Um, and, uh, there was one other thing like the witness or something. Hmm. Um, they they started with a big ish announcement, but I forget what it was. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it wasn't a it it wasn't yeah it, it wasn't a mind blowing indie world, but it was it was a solid one. Yeah. There, there were some good announcements, but yeah, they they did show Streets of Rage four. They uh they uh they revealed Adam Hunter as a playable character, right? Uh, a staple, right? Kind of a classic Streets of Rage character. Yeah, he was in Streets of Rage one as a playable character, and then in two and three, he was an NPC. Oh right, cool. Yeah, he was. In, what would, what did he do as an NPC? 
Uh, in the second one, he gets kidnapped and you have to rescue him. And that's uh, the plot of the game. Ah. Uh, and in the third one, like you're in serious trouble and he shows up with a chopper and blows the guy away. It's like a uh, little cameo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the second one, uh, instead of Adam Hunter, his nephew Skate shows up. His, uh, kid brother, I think. Oh, his brother. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, uh, and I think in Streets of Rage 4, Adam Hunter's daughter is also Cherry playing. Hunter. Yeah. Cherry Hunter, yeah. And she looks awesome. She looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's like got a guitar and she shreds to damage people. Like it's really cool. That's rad. Yeah. I love that Skate is her uncle. Then. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Skate, by the way, is just like, is just this kid on rollerblades. Yeah. Who. Because those were cool when th- these games came out. Yeah. Uh, and in, uh, <laughs> in the gen on this genesis game right. you just hear this very like this very garbled like he i think he was trying to like yell his own name I, yeah it, it sounds like skate yeah he's just, <laughs> yeah he's just, he just yells skate like right. which you know anybody who yells their own name while they're attacking is okay in my book <laughs> especially if they're rollerblading towards their opponent as they do yes yeah uh imagine was- how intimidating i would be if a i were prone to violence at all and B, I charged at someone with my fist raised while yelling, Sean! <laughs> Sean! <laughs> Just careening towards them as your, as your rollerblades right. spark beneath you. Yeah, me, almost seven feet tall, barreling towards you on rollerblades, <laughs> screaming Sean. my own name. <laughs> that is horrifying. God. That's, that's a Mr. X level I'm like, I was going to say, I'm like a secret government weapon. <laughs> code name sean (laughs) (laughs) initiate operation sean blades (laughs) operation sean blades is like if i ever become a superhero that's it (laughs) or concept or that's your kojima name right yes yeah there you go operation sean blades or that that's like the plot of the game like snake you know snake stop operation sean blades before it goes out of control Uh, sean blades girl box uh (laughs) i'm sorry i just remember that one fucking meme like uh that's just a picture of like uh, of Snake and Smash Bros. Ultimate, like the Nintendog stage, uh-huh. and like, or, uh, and like of like the Nintendo game stage has like a big like fake burger. Oh, that's right. Stage, right, that's right. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, so it's like Colonel. What is it, Snake? Uh, burger. <laughs> what? Big Burger Colonel. <laughs> anyway. Just just do a Google image search for Snake Burger. It'll be the first thing that comes up probably and it's great. I I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that right the fuck now. <laughs> snake burger. I bet it's not the Oh, first. I bet it's a burger Ah shit, it's a burger made out of snakes. <gasps> oh no. Okay, See, you were going to make people look this up. Oh, it's just Okay, look, look, look. All you have to do is do solid snake burger instead. There's no burgers made out of snakes. It's all snake doing burger memes. Are you sure? Yeah, I just did it. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. there there it is. It's mm-hmm. it's the second image result. 
Right. Although there's another one where someone just like did a render of Snake holding <laughs> go, a burger go, and a go, microphone. Yeah, going <laughs> I can't believe you were just going to show people like the horrors of like snakes being turned into burgers. That's yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> you fucking asshole. I didn't uh, actually do that on I, purpose. I, I, okay, I, know, I know. I know. You sounded so sincere. <laughs> you were calling me an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Sincere man. Um, <laughs> That's your uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. <laughs> the sincere man. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that. That could be generated using the Kojima name generator, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what the fuck were you talking about? Street, Streets of Rage Four was right, that yes. the thing. Yeah. Uh, then we pre- th- then we uh, predicted some Capcom stuff. Uh, we predicted that Street Fighter Five stuff would not be at the TGAs, but that they would probably be shown at the Capcom Cup right. the following weekend. We were correct. Yes, we predicted that they would probably show the the last character that's going to be part of the Champion Edition. Mm-hmm. That was correct. I predicted it would be Laura's brother, Sean Matsuda. Right. Sean from Street Fighter Three. Sean predicted it would be Makoto, the, I sure did. the winner of the of a recent Street Fighter popularity contest. Uh, we were both wrong. It was Seth from Street Fighter Four. Yeah. I think Seth looks really cool. Yeah, Seth. Seth that does, really surprised me. Yes, uh, Seth gameplay wise does look really cool. Uh, Seth, Seth uh, they made interesting aesthetic choices for Seth in this yes. game. Yes. So Seth in in Street Fighter Four was like you know like a like a robot man like kind of like a bodybuilder like looking right. like physique with kind of this yin yang thing. Uh, the tendon in, engine. Yes, the tendon engine in, in the abdomen area. Right. Um, and this time, uh, Seth is in a different robot body that looks kind of like muscular jury, like he mm-hmm. uh, like got the long hair and and uh, and and lady chest. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, female body, but still like the same male voice. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's still the same guy. Yeah. Still Seth, same voice. Uh, Capcom then like in their. In their Seth reveal article, they were like, "Seth is neither a man or a woman. Seth uh, is just a robot in, in a robot body, and thus Seth is just Seth." Right. Uh, they they really went out of their way to not give Seth any pronouns at all. Which is funny because then I went back and I looked at the description of the trailer, and they're like, "Seth is back, and he's, he's ready to rumble yeah. or something." Yeah, exactly. So it's like it feels like they made that decision like <laughs> kind of late. Yeah. First off. And also, like, it, it's cool that they that they treat Seth in a non-binary fashion to any degree. Yes. Uh, but it also feels like they're too cowardly to just use <laughs> they, them pronouns. Yeah, which is weird because it just, it feels so... I've been a proponent of they, them pronouns for a long time. Like yeah. Before it was cool. And yeah, it just, same. It's enjoyed such a recent surge of mainstream acceptance that you yeah. think at least like in america they could do it yeah you know? but but yeah like i i don't know like maybe maybe capcom of japan was like don't do that right. shit maybe capcom of america was just uh aware of how uh, aware of what percentage of their fan base is <laughs> is yeah uh, is the kind of people that would get angry about that mm, like right. you know just some some people just the usage of they them pronouns like why well, you got to make this political <laughs> you know <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah uh i was i was watching um 
a content creator that I like did a reaction video to uh, the Seth trailer. Uh-huh. And he was watching it. And initially they do kind of a head fake where it's Seth's like nostalgia costume yeah. where they, they look as they did in Street Fighter 4. Yeah. And so the guy watching it went, he looks the sick. And then cut himself off when the reveal happened. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was just a good moment. That 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 does sound like, <laughs> like a, for just yeah. from disappointment to complete bewilderment <laughs> in zero point one seconds. Yeah, that does actually sound fantastic. But yeah, you're right. From a gameplay perspective, Seth looks really cool. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, as someone who is not as interested in Street Fighter as I am in a lot of other fighting game franchises, right, I was sure. very impressed with a lot of the stuff that seth had going on gameplay wise and yeah how seth's combos kind of look and 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 feel and uh i have to say when i pick up uh the championship edition uh in february uh seth's gonna be one of the first characters i try out nice i i want to try out uh them also because like one of their v skills is just stealing the opponent's move <laughs> right and it changes depending on which character it is yeah which is great yeah. i'm always down for that mechanic in fighting games yeah I, I love that shit although i do love the other one that's just like a jojo's bizarre adventure aura aura, aura punch attack uh-huh. that one's cool too that one is cool you're right uh i said that marvel vs. capcom 4 could happen <laughs> but it didn't i know uh we also, both of us, predicted a Resident Evil 3 remake reveal. Right. Uh, re- uh, a title card for Resident Evil 3 remake leaked on PSN the day after <laughs> we recorded. Yeah. Uh, Sean said that, uh, there's, like, Sean, like, made a very specific prediction about what the trailer would be like. It'd be yeah. like, Brad Vickers getting murdered by Nemesis. And Brad was in the trailer, but he did not get murdered by Nemesis. Yes. Uh, the, the trailer... Uh, was revealed during the state of play right. and not at the Game Awards. It was revealed in a very cute way. Uh, there's an upcoming... Capcom, before then, had not announced Resident Evil 3 Remake uh, right. at all, but they had announced a project called Project Resistance, yes. which was kind of this this multiplayer uh, this multiplayer game set in the Resident Evil universe. Yeah, it's like an asymmetrical PvP thing, like, uh, what's, what's that? Um... Oh! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What's eight? the horror uh, game? Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, that is another example of or, that. Or like Evolve. No shit. Um, Dead by Daylight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of a similar thing to Dead by Daylight, where you have four people who are playing survivors, and then one person is the, the mastermind, mastermind, and they get yeah. to try to trip them up with traps and stuff. Yeah. So during the state of play, they they showed a picture of uh, Project Resistance, and they're like, and now, uh a look at the single player campaign <laughs> for project resistance. And then they showed a trailer uh, that over the course of it revealed that it's resident right. evil three. Uh, and then, uh, and then at the end it's like project resistance will be a pack in with <laughs> resident evil three. <laughs> I wish. I wish that I had been i was at work so i couldn't watch that live but i wish that i had been because i would have lost my shit yeah no that that was a fantastic way to present that (laughs) like like resident evil yeah the resident evil 3 is the single player campaign for project (laughs) resistance that's so Uh, great and then they they did a turnaround it's like actually project resistance is the the side thing and yeah and uh 
and three is the meat and potatoes. Which that is was... which is good because the the uh, reception to Project Resistance had been quite lukewarm in the Resident Evil community. What pe- uh, people don't like Martin Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what what's his fucking name? Is, I is think it, it Mar- is Marvin Sandwich. Marvin Sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Martin. It is Martin okay. Sandwich. Yeah. Gotcha. So I. Yeah. Um. That's too bad. I kind of like Marvin Sandwich. <laughs> Marvin Sandwich. Yeah, it's got to kind of just makes him it, yeah. seem so hopeless. Yeah. Oh, Marvin. <laughs> oh, you did it again, Sandwich. You just imagine him like in the third grade, sitting in the back of the class. No one knows that he has ADHD yet. They just think that he's bad at school. <laughs> Marvin Sandwich, pay attention. And then suddenly, years later, he finds himself involved in a zombie survival scenario with the same name. Why? Why did you like just like create this? then later when he's an old man after the destruction of raccoon city he looks back fondly on those days because they were the only time in his life that he was important (laughs) what what why did like the like (laughs) you you created this fictional scenario at the beginning that was just like very specific to my own real life oh no i i I, that's not what i was going for (laughs) oh yeah i know but it's like oh yeah you know he's in the third grade no one knows that he has adhd (laughs) they just think he's bad at school that was my life in the third grade i'm sorry that you had that experience (laughs) oh man yeah my teachers hated me because i was just so like you know i could not focus in third grade everyone just thought i was tall you were tall. I know. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a great reveal for Capcom. Yes. Sean, you predicted that Monster Hunter 5 for the Switch would be revealed in the Game Awards. Which I will continue to do <laughs> until I die. <laughs> if Monster Hunter never comes out for the Switch and then the Switch dies and they do like the Switch 2... I will continue to predict Monster Hunter for the Switch 1 <laughs> until I leave this earth. Uh, uh, like, like you know, I thought your prediction had a chance, but, like, <laughs> it's even funnier now that we know how the Game Awards have gone. Right, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bandai Namco predictions. I thought that Bandai Namco would not show up. Right. You said maybe there'd be some Code Vein DLC or something. There was not. There was not, and in fact, there wasn't really any Bandai Namco okay. uh, content at all, so I, I was right there. I was right about that. Okay. Yeah, baby. Uh, and then outside of, like, companies, we predicted that maybe there'd be uh, an unexpected licensed game. Mm-hmm. I predicted, like, a Netflix property. Uh, you said Papa John's. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I'm so funny. Um... And let's see, was there, uh, well, may- maybe The Wolf Among Us 2 counts. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll give us that. Sure. I'll give you that specifically. They also revealed a Magic the Gathering MMO called Magic Legends. Oh, is it an MMO? Magic Legends is an MMO. Wow. Okay, yeah. I did not pick that up during the trailer. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't really, that, that, that was a weird trailer. Launching an MMO in 2019 is a bold move. I mean, it's launching in 2020. Launching an MMO in 2020 feels like it will be a bold move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Hope it's good. Yeah, me too. I'd love for there to be an MMO resurgence. Yeah. Like, I... I'd be fine with that. I I don't I don't have the time or the money to play MMOs. They but. might be my favorite genre. I really don't have the time to do to play them, but I do. 
Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a There are probably point. other things that I should be doing when I play MMOs, but I enjoy them. Yeah, well, if you enjoy them, you enjoy them, man. Yeah, um, and I enjoy them. Man. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention during our WB Games discussion, uh-huh. uh, a WB Games thing, Joker. Oh, right. In Mortal Kombat 11. Right. Uh, he, he, he got a little teaser. Yes. Where he was, you know, he said a very sarcastic Jokery thing to, yeah, to Cassie Cage. Ca- to Cassie Cage in a Harley Quinn costume. Yeah, and, you know, like, we, we knew the Joker was coming, but that was the debut of, like, what he would look like and sound like. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't, we do not see his gameplay yet. Right. Uh, but he'll be releasing for Mortal Kombat 11 January 28th. I'm pumped. I'm ready for him. All uh, right. I I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see how they adapt him to the Mortal Kombat 11 style, which is very different from Injustice 2. Yeah, like I wonder if his if his gameplay will be anything like it is in Injustice, or if they'll just make up a new Mortal Kombat <laughs> moveset for him. Yeah, you know, I think that either way would be interesting. Yeah. Um, it'd be fun to see him close to Injustice 2, because then Sonic Fox could play him and do ridiculous chattering teeth bomb corner traps. Uh-huh. But obviously new stuff is fun. Yeah. I bet he'll have, like, a variation that makes him <laughs> kind of close to his Injustice uh-huh. play style, and then they will have other variations that are just nothing like how he plays in injustice oh i'm so ready yeah that's that's how i would do it anyway we'll see what happens that's 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 good you should uh replace ed boon (laughs) challenge him to mortal Kombat and then win yeah sure sounds good (laughs) um you could beat the shit out of him he's old (laughs) i i don't know i i think he's i i I think he could kind of like I think he's deceptively powerful. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he gets the the jump on people because they underestimate him. You're really, you're like in the middle of a melee on top of Warner Brothers Tower, and then suddenly he just goes like, "But you haven't even seen my final form," and just transforms into the Mortal Kombat dragon and eats you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. So, <laughs> so, uh. So we predicted some Nintendo stuff, but before that, let's mm-hmm. talk about all the all the uncategorized stuff that we didn't predict. Yeah. Uh, so there was one trailer that I really liked uh, during the Game Awards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, it was really great. Like it, it starts out like this very like this very unique kind of like anime aesthetic, right? right? Like this boy and like this little like like uh just like disgustingly cute like white alien thing <laughs> yeah he's like jordan i love you <laughs> and uh and like you know they he puts the little alien on a spaceship and it's like okay back to your home planet foo and oh, at this jordan, point i love you at this point i hadn't clued into the fact that it was like a parody trailer and it was gonna be something else yeah and so i was just sitting there like god i can't believe this is coming out this you know <laughs> in current year like i hate everything about this <laughs> right and then like the series of like takes off and then it's like 20 years later <laughs> and then like like a big monolith like comes down from the sky and like the the teenage boy now an adult is like foo is that you and it's like muscly dude <laughs> like like comes down like right like red on one side blue on the other like this long flowing hair and he's like jordan i love you <laughs> Just that like, was genius yeah right <laughs> <laughs> that that was one of my favorite moments yeah. in the game awards i think uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh 
And then like he he blows up a bunch of shit. And it's like what what are you, foo? And he's like, I'm a goddamn superhero. <laughs> and the words goddamn superhero flash on the screen. Right. And, it's, and like for a moment, it's like, are we getting a video game called Goddamn Superhero? <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. And uh and then like and then this title screen shatters and uh and and Travis touchdown, Akira slides a motorcycle <laughs> like down the screen. Right. Uh and uh and then it's a no more heroes 3 trailer yeah. which honestly is slightly disappointing yeah i, kind, I, I would rather have goddamn superhero i kind of wanted goddamn superhero <laughs> but i think that was a very fun and creative trailer for no more heroes 3 yes um yeah uh and you know they they said they announced that like there's an extended trailer online right now which i actually haven't watched yet me neither yeah um i think that <laughs> I think that was one of the coolest ways they could have marketed No More Heroes 3. That was a cool trailer. Yeah, that was great. Uh, they also announced a sequel to Bravely Default uh, called <laughs> Bravely Default 2. I'm laughing because there's already a second Bravely Default game. Called Bravely, Bravely Second. second. <laughs> it like, it's, I, like, it's like the Xbox Series X. There was like a whole three seconds where I was sitting there thinking like, is this a remaster of Bravely Second? And <laughs> they've changed the name? But no. In the same way that Xenoblade Chronicles X was not a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles, <laughs> Bravely Default 2 is the sequel to Bravely Default and not the sequel to Bravely Second. Yeah, which which is weird because Bravely Second is, is a direct... A, like, chronologically, yeah, yeah. Chronologically, it's like a direct sequel to Bravely Default. So I wonder if, like... Is like is Bravely Default two going to kind of be like kind of like Xenoblade Chronicles two is the Xenoblade right. Chronicles one? But I thought I recognized characters from Bravely Default one yeah, in that Bravely Default me, two trailer. Me too. Uh, so it's very confusing. Yes. The good news is that Revo is back. Uh, Re- Revo, Revo, R E V O, the composer of Bravely Default. 1. Oh yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. I was. I was thinking of characters and thinking to myself, nobody named that as in the either party, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking of yeah, right, the, yes. the composer of Bravely Default 1, at least one of the composers of Bravely Default 1, yeah. which had an excellent soundtrack. Oh, banger. He's back for Bravely Default 2, and that's really cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat looking forward to that. I, yeah, me too. I, I'm intrigued by that. Um, yeah, it'll be nice to have like even more JRPGs on the Switch. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in favor of that. Yeah, me too, man. They showed Godfall, a uh, a next gen game from Gearbox Software, right? Uh, coming out holiday twenty twenty for PS five mm-hmm. and PC. Um, like it has this this really cool like lore about like how like uh like these you know these these fantasy characters like fighting gods basically right like, that's uh like seems to be a lot of mythology in there. Uh, and then Gearbox called it a loot slasher, and I lost all interest. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, fine. That's fine. Uh, not not my like. I liked Diablo fine, right? You know, back in the day. Oh yeah, I guess but, that is a loot slasher. Yeah, but uh, but generally, that's not my favorite genre. Yeah, especially because like, I don't know, uh, Borderlands is like. Oh, it's yeah. like a gearbox loot game, you know. Right, and yeah, now they're doing another one. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't really want Fantasy Borderlands. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that do. To be fair, yes, yeah, Borderlands is very popular. 
Uh, there is an action RPG reveal from the co-creators of Dishonored and Prey called Weird West. Um, that sounds like a big announcement. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember anything about Weird West reveal. Yeah, you know, I loved Dishonored, and I haven't played Prey, but it looks really interesting to me. Yeah, I have no interest in Weird West at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I can barely even recall what it was. Yeah. Um. Uh, a trailer for this weird horror game called Sons of the Forest. That was a weird trailer. Yeah, that was a weird trailer. Uh. And, uh, and like the last big thing, there, there were a lot of like, you know, announcements of like, you know, like small, like, like updates for smaller games. There was like a free mm-hmm. update for control that got a trailer at the game. Right. Awards. Um, out of like the major announcements, like the last thing, uh, that isn't stuff we're going to talk about during our Nintendo segment, um, is uh is that two League of Legends single player games were were revealed and announced? Yeah, this was cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. You know, even though we saw we did not see a shred of gameplay. Right. Um, like these feel like they should be big announcements, but they showed so little mm-hmm. that I don't know how big they actually feel. Yeah. Uh, but they yeah they showed uh Ruin King, a League of Legends story. Uh, takes place in the the pirate place. Bilgewater takes place in Bilgewater. Yes, and Convergence, a League of Legends story, which is which is a game that focuses on the character Echo. Yeah, he's a time traveler. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good timing for me because I like League of Legends the game, and I have an interest in the lore. But recently I was trying to get back into it, and at the end of a really close match, someone called me a really vile slur. Oh, God. I I, I completely deflated my passion. I was like, (laughs) oh, right, this is why I stopped playing. (laughs) This is why. And I haven't played it since then. Oh, man. Uh, So I'm glad that there will be single-player ways that I can enjoy the setting of Runeterra. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I'm not playing League (laughs) for a while. Without having to deal with other people. <laughs> right and maybe that fighting game will go better yeah when, yeah when we eventually get that that'd well, be nice but yeah that was all the game awards stuff besides the nintendo stuff right but we won't be so <laughs> so here's here's the predictions we made for nintendo right which we like to say for last uh we i predicted that there'd be a metroid prime 4 trailer and mm-hmm. that it would be announced for like a holiday 2020 release window this is so funny by the way because usually when we when we're doing the outline, I'll be scrolling down and I'll think like, oh, of course the Nintendo one is the longest. We're going to talk about that for like an hour, right? But today, why don't you tell us what happened with Metroid Prime Four, Daniel? So, so uh, Nintendo showed a DLC trailer for Marvel Total Alliance Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we got a we got some X Men characters in yep. a new mode. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh that's uh that's what we got uh <laughs> i we both predicted that obviously smash ultimate fighter 5 would be revealed there right. probably as the last thing again um i predicted that it would be tracer from overwatch and you predicted that it would be the monster hunter i sure uh, did revealed alongside monster hunter 5 of course I sure did. <laughs> and you know like yeah like we we really took a lot of time deliberating that because uh, because two leakers kind of uh, told us all the characters that wouldn't be revealed. Right. So obviously, like it had to be one of the characters that weren't on that list. Uh, <laughs> uh, one funny thing that happened after we recorded 
is that Virgin been went on to say, okay, my source told me, like, gave me even more characters that will not be revealed at the Game Awards. Right. Right? And, like, it was a list, like, so long <laughs> that it felt like there were no other options, really. Right. Um... And and Sabi, the other leaker, was like, Virgibin's wrong. <laughs> it's like, I do not vouch for Virgibin's list. Get fucked, Virgibin. Except Virgibin was right. None I mean, of those characters got revealed at the Game Awards. Yeah, because no characters got revealed at the Game Awards. <laughs> yeah, so he was right. I mean, technically. <laughs> he, he was right, Sean. <laughs> Drink that juice. But anyway, yeah, so... It, <laughs> So yeah, so we we get to the end of the game awards and there's one reveal left. Right. And Michelle Rodriguez walks on stage and shows a trailer for Fast and Furious Crossroads, the ugliest video game that I've seen in the past 5 years. Yeah, uh, just an incredibly mediocre looking Fast and Furious game. I can't believe how much that game looks like an actual well, like, human ass. Yeah yeah like you you call it like a ps3 ass game at some point yeah Uh, on our discord yeah yeah and i think that's fair (laughs) and then like the trailer aired and michelle is like isn't that great and i'm like why (laughs) in the world would this be the last reveal right and then vin diesel walked on stage yeah it was like hi i love you yeah not not even vin diesel could save yeah like i I, like once vin diesel showed up it's like oh that's probably why jeff keely saved it for last he's like oh we got fucking vin diesel but like you know i think the awards i think the reveals we get excited about are games are the cool video game announcements yeah and i mean also vin diesel's a fucking nerd like just tell him like hey we're doing a new uh D &D game he'll come as his elf that he plays in that you know yeah like yeah he vin diesel did seem genuinely thrilled to be there yes and it actually was very wholesome <laughs> and i was i was very happy to see vin yeah i was very happy to see him always good to see him but that was that was such an underwhelming yeah. final reveal that sucked like i like out of, out of the list of stuff that they did show what mm-hmm. what do you think you would say for last instead uh probably the new xbox yeah me too yeah yeah like just say yeah just make the xbox series x the last reveal show like you know show that senua sequel with incredible looking visuals but instead it was like the first reveal it was like one of the early reveals it was one of the early reveals yeah yeah Yeah. like within the first half hour or so Mm -hmm. uh yeah so that uh (laughs) like if it wasn't bad enough realizing that oh wow there isn't going to be any nintendo reveal like there isn't going to be any smash reveal right like that was what we got at the very end instead yeah uh, pe- people were angry um that was some salt in the wound and the salt crystals were shaped like vin diesel's head <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> but <salt>. badly rendered <laughs> i am salt <laughs> uh and then the entire audience goes, we are salt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so that's, that's how all that went. Um, yeah. Not great. Yeah. There, you know, I, I think there were some, some neat reveals, mm-hmm. right? There, there are some reveals that I enjoyed. Um, some stuff that I'm looking forward to seeing more of. Um, yeah. That, uh, 
that was more disappointing than it wasn't for sure. Yeah. Um, it's weird the amount of stuff we got right actually, considering like how uh, how, how little there was. Yeah, how little there was, and how like lofty some of our predictions were. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, but uh, let's look at some listener mail. All right. Cheatster nine thousand X on oh. Twitter. Welcome to the show, Cheatster. Yeah, says Untitled Beaker Game isn't an actual game, and I am absolutely enraged. <laughs> and Unsaxon fifty one says Beaker for Smash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so this wasn't really a reveal, right? So it wasn't something we would have predicted. I mean, even if we'd had the chance to predict it, we wouldn't have predicted it. <laughs> no, we would not have predicted this. But du- <laughs> during the Game Awards, I heard a sentence that, like, that I never thought I'd hear in my life is, like, up next, the Game Through Impact Award presented by Beaker and Dr. Honeydew. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, and some context. So, so I think what happened next is both the best thing yeah. to happen in the entire conference, to happen in the entire event, and also, in some ways, the worst thing right. to happen in the entire event. So so the Games for Impact Award, uh, for those that are, aren't are really familiar with the concept, mm-hmm. is something that the Game Awards does that I actually really like. They they nominate a bunch of games that uh that like that have a really important message or right. try to further video games as an art yes. form, right? Like uh the nominees this year was stuff like uh like uh like Life is Strange 2. Yeah. Uh you know, a a game with a very political and emotional story. Mm-hmm. Um Sea of Solitude. Sea of Solitude a, 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 an extremely like dark and yeah. and just introspective <laughs> like uh game about like basically like a girl like battling her and her demons like both figuratively and literally one of my favorite things about that game without having played it myself is that i was reading a review of it and it opened with the guy saying it feels crass to give this game a score because (laughs) of how personal it is yeah yeah exactly like Uh, that's you know you know a game has left its mark when when you're reading a review of it and it starts like that yes uh concrete genie um this this game uh where you're kind of like you you like make this you make these like graffiti monsters on these walls and they like they kind of come to life and help you with things and right. it also has like this message about bullying um and kind of words just this really incredible project actually where basically you buy this app for like five dollars uh it tells you to kind of just like write a letter anonymously just like pouring your heart out basically yeah basically just like it's like hey write about something that you personally are struggling with yeah that makes you sad or or that you're upset about right now Mm -hmm. and you send it out into the internet anonymously Mm -hmm. and people get to reply to your letter and you get to see those replies and they are all like they are all intended to be like encouraging or or sympathetic or offering condolences or offering advice uh, and they're also all moderated by the devs of the game. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, so that people can't troll. But the devs of the game have actually come out and said, there's almost no trolls, actually. Everyone has just really been genuinely using this the software in a really earnest and, and well-meaning way. And it's Which actually been, it's been incredibly touching. And it's yeah. like, 
and it's like wow um and uh and and Greece this uh this game about about loss and uh and about like kind of coming to terms with your grief yes yeah yeah, yeah. uh and and done in a very like beautiful and colorful way yeah um so like that's that's what the games for impact award is the games for impact award is like is like is celebrating video games as these meaningful emotional experiences, right? So the Muppets, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because for those of you who may not know, um, Beaker and Honeydew are two Muppet characters. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, Honeydew being like this, this you know, this professor with like a melon shaped head. Right. Oh, a Honeydew. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then Beaker, you you probably yeah. are aware of Beaker. Yeah, even if you don't recognize him by name. He goes, beep, 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 beep. yeah. He has like the and like the, gets blown up. Yeah, he has like the big goofy eyes and like the and the orange tuft of hair that goes straight up in the big nose. Yeah, and he's like, meow, 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 meow. right. Um, so he does that shit. Yeah. Uh, so like they both like show up to present the Games for Impact Award. And they do this skit beforehand where they're where they're announcing a new game from Muppet Labs. Right. Um and uh and Beaker has like a VR headset and it's like we'd like to show uh oh what's the game called? <laughs> oh yes, Untitled Beaker Game. Right. Uh and uh and then <laughs> and then they show Beaker like inside Untitled Goose Game, right? Like just inside that aesthetic, just like walking around making like Beaker noises, and then Beaker gets attacked by the goose <laughs> from Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Uh, Although, really, my favorite moment in the whole thing came before that. There's almost al- al- relative to everything else, it's almost this throwaway joke <laughs> where Honeydew just casually mentions that he glued the headset to Beaker's face. Yes, yeah, and he just like experiences this yeah. like existential dread. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's that's a classic like Muppets ass joke right there yeah. too. Um. So then, like it, it cuts back to Beaker like flailing around, like horrified by the VR goose. Right. Um. And then, uh, and then Honeydew takes out the award, uh, to open it, and a goose puppet <laughs> rises from the podium and steals the award, and Beaker right. chases it around, and and like. <laughs> The bit goes on for like two minutes longer than right. it needs to, because he like catches the goose, but then the goose escapes again, right. and <laughs> and at one point, like, like finally Beaker like holds him for like the third time, and Donny Dude's just like goose, stop it. <laughs> 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 like it's actually really really funny. Yeah. Uh, but then like, and and then. Uh, and then Honeydew's like, and the winner is, and the goose honks, and and uh, and Honeydew goes, no, not Greek, not geese, Greece. <laughs> and then uh, and then and then here's where things go downhill. The creators of Greece walk up to accept their award right. for their soulful emotional game <laughs> that they made, and they go, uh, thanks to the Muppets. <laughs> clearly both amused and kind of exasperated (laughs) right and then they both like stand on the stage and they're like thank you to everyone that said that they were touched by the game that they made (laughs) like knowing that we have like touched the hearts 
of people with a story that has touched our hearts so much means more than words can say, and it has made uh, our history of game development worth it, and right. we promise to deliver more beautiful stories to you in the future. Uh, and then everyone claps and they start to walk off the stage and the goose honks as loudly as it can. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's great. The games for Impact Award is great. It's the wonderful. Muppets are great. But this is almost <laughs> like if Jeff Keighley was like, uh, we were gathered here today to commemorate the passing of my grandmother who died unexpectedly in her home last night. Here to pay their respects are kermit the frog and this piggy <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like it was just like the most tone deaf yeah. ass decision i've seen especially because like reggie fils shows up later yeah and he gives an incredible speech about indie games right when he's presenting the indie games award mm -hmm. i really think what they should have done is they should have swapped it yes have reggie present games for impact and make a beautiful speech about mm -hmm. it and have the muppets show off the indie game award right of which the Untitled Goose Game uh -huh. was a nominee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, uh, I, maybe it would have felt like kind of a snub. Like, like playing like, favorites. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and Untitled Goose Game didn't even win the Indie Game Award. So it's kind of like, right. oh, hey, here's, here's, a, here's a big skit featuring the Untitled Goose Game. It didn't even win the fucking award, <laughs> you know? Like, I... I still think that would have been a little better than what actually happened. Yes. Yeah. It was weird. It it was really weird. But um but I <laughs> but thanks on Saxon fifty one. Yes. Thanks uh Cheatster. Thanks, Cheatster, for bringing up that because uh I do think it's really worth talking about. And I yeah. do think the skit in a vacuum, very funny actually. Oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that that was one of the best parts of, of the whole thing. Yeah. Just just done in such a tone deaf way. Yeah. Oh man, like and Jeff Keighley, he he does. It feels like he does this every year, and he also <laughs> did it more times this year, right? You know, like uh, like he had this thing, like uh, like he had like uh, like video game like stories twenty nineteen or something, mm -hmm. where he brought like three people from like marginalized groups that had right. like that had stories from the gaming industry, really yeah. like meaningful, you know, emotional political stories, mm -hmm. and uh. And like, and he's uh, like throughout the show, uh, like he showed each of their stories, and then at the end he was like, "Oh, and uh, and they're here in the audience today. Could could you all stand up, please?" And they stand up kind kind of awkwardly because they're not like right, they're not like public speakers or anything, and and like the cameras are on them and people are clapping, and one of the guys just like like one one of the the gaming story mm -hmm. like subjects like gathers the rest of them together and takes a selfie like right. while while like everyone's clapping and then it just cuts back to jeff Keeley looking dead inside <laughs> and he's like uh yeah uh fantastic uh a selfie great <sighs> well that's <laughs> like <laughs> right like i'm sure he didn't mean to sound really annoyed that they were yeah taking no a selfie. I, I don't think so either but but it, like it, he came across yeah, he he said in that in that deadpan Keeley way, where like mm -hmm. you can you can kind of tell that he ran out of emotions like an hour ago, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it just looked like he was exasperated with these people that he brought to yeah. like share their you know their very their very sad and emotional stories. Um, right. Yeah, I like I I really love that the Game Awards 
tries to be more than a popcorn fest in ways like that. Yes. Uh, but I think they don't always succeed. Yeah, exactly. I think they really need to commit to that. Yeah. Instead of kind of like, instead of kind of just like doing it, but not giving it the, yeah, the, the attention that it needs to be pulled off in a meaningful way. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Appreciate the effort. I hope there's more effort next year. Me too. Yeah. Goose was funny. Yes. Goose was funny. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks, Cheatster. Thanks, Unsaxon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Atlas Fathom on Twitter says, mm-hmm. uh, Best highlights. One, Muppets Goose Game Skit. Two, <laughs> Wolf Among Us 2. Three, Reggie's Speech. Four, Green Day Concert and Beat Saber. That's right. Uh, five, Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel. Six, Norman Reedus and Kojima. <laughs> uh, seven, Star Wars Cross Fortnite. Worst moments, no smash reveal. Mm-hmm. Three, no smash reveal. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, Atlas Fathom. Yeah, so there were a couple moments also that weren't technically uh, reveals, right? right? Uh, one was uh, Green Day held like did like two songs, yeah. Uh, while Beat Saber footage played in the background, and then they announced that there's going to be Green Day songs review uh, released for for Beat Saber, right? I think maybe there were some released that night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, good, good for Beat Saber. Good for Beat Saber. Um, and uh, and also uh, um, Hideo Kojima got the award for best game direction. Yes, for Death Stranding. Good for him. Good for him. And I think one that makes more sense than than Death Stranding winning the Game of yes. the Year award in a Agreed. lot of ways, yeah. Uh, but also uh, Norman Reedus and uh, and Hideo Kojima sat next to each other during the Game <laughs> Awards for most of the presentation, yeah. Uh, and that was that was just really cute. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like I'm, I'm glad they're buds. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a better seating arrangement than fucking. Ikumi Nakamura sitting next to Elon Musk for the whole show. <laughs> yes, that's true. Poor Ikumi. I I I loved what like I loved Ikumi's presentation too. Yeah, her like Ikumi Nakamura can do anything, and I know this because I follow her on Instagram <laughs> and make it amusing or interesting just by virtue of being herself. Yeah, and that was true again at the Game Awards, even though she was just kind of like fumbling through a pre-written speech. Yeah, just the fact that like <laughs> she was kind of expressing her nervous energy through her body language yes. like, made it interesting. Yeah, and just like like there's one point where she just like kind of like she kind of like pouts at like the <laughs> at, at the teleprompter basically right. like because it's going too fast for her yeah um her her energy is just incredible like yes. you cannot help but like smile when you see her say or do anything she's I, fantastic yeah she's just such a genuine and wonderful person in the industry yeah uh definitely like probably like one of my top five game industry people yeah i agree with that yeah like yoshinoro ono's there mm-hmm. tim schaefer's there sure uh akumi nakamura is there yes that's probably my top three nice but yeah thanks thanks atlas fathom good highlights yeah thanks and, atlas and yeah the the last the the lack of <laughs> of smash uh again uh the the, the lack of any non-marvel ultimate alliance nintendo presence yeah very strange especially because doug bowser was right there what was he right doing? yeah like what was he doing there accepting the smash award i well, guess yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair uh but yeah thanks atlas fathom yeah thanks atlas facebook message from garrett d 
right. uh, that he sent before the Game Awards. Oh. Hey, Daniel and Sean, here's a very hopeful Game Awards prediction. They reveal the last Fighters Pass character and the plan for DLC Wave 2 with a tease. Oh. The last Fighters Pass character is Phoenix Wright, and the first of the second wave is Master Chief or Sora. <laughs> I think Smash wins Fighting Game of the Year, but not Game of the Year. Nothing else of importance happens with Nintendo. I'll follow up with a message after the Game Awards on the accuracy of my predictions. Also, special thanks to Sean Francis. Yeah, <laughs> no, all right. No, Garrett, don't special thank Sean Francis. Thanks for they, the thanks. No, you can only special thank special thanks, people. Ah, uh, well, you know, I appreciate your thanks, <laughs> especially. No, uh, and then uh, and then after the Game Awards, the next morning, Garrett sends me the message. <laughs> Uh, uh, my predictions. Yikes! <laughs> Shadow drop at the next direct, I guess. <laughs> we you can't win them all, Garrett. It's okay, no. man. And plus, you know, um, that line about like there will be nothing else of significance <laughs> from Nintendo. You were close. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty right on that. Yeah. And, and also, your prediction that Smash would win Best Fighting Game but not Game of the Year. You were right on the money. Yeah. Good. Good job, man. See, prediction is a business, as we know, Daniel, of ups and downs. <laughs> you get some right. You get some wrong. You get some right on the money. You you get some wrong. Yeah. You sure do. Yeah. So do you. <laughs> this time. I meant the general you, you <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> well, uh, imagine how I felt when you, when I thought it was the specific you and me. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason you felt attacked by that. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks, Garrett. Thanks, Garrett. Uh, an email from Sergio V. All righty. Hey guys, big fan of the podcast. I listen to you guys while I'm at work. You guys really help me go through my day. Aww. Anyways, I'm wondering what would reactions be like if CJ or Trevor from Grand Theft Auto was announced as the fifth DLC character. In Smash? In, in Smash. <laughs> uh, they There would definitely be reactions to that. <laughs> there sure there sure would. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh... Like, I, you know... I I like uh I really enjoyed my time with GTA San Andreas. I didn't yeah. play 5. Uh I think CJ's a really fun character. I just can't imagine what his move set would be. <laughs> his final smash is just him walking like like towards the the uh the opponent going, "Oh shit. Here we go again." <laughs> right. That's that's one of two things I know about that game. Good. The second thing I know is that uh when I was 19 my roommate at the time had Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, mm -hmm. and uh, and I booted the game up, and uh, and I discovered that if you climbed on top of a car <laughs> and you held down the kick button, CJ would start stomping on it. Yeah. So I spent about three hours climbing onto the hoods of cars, uh, stomping on the car until the driver started driving away while CJ was stomping on it, just driving down the highway, uh -huh. CJ stomping on the hood, and then the hood would catch fire, and then I'd run off of the car, and the car would explode. You know, at first I was going to say, only you could have that kind of first experience with Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> but my brother in Grand Theft Auto 4 discovered... That you could just like walk <laughs> over people, uh huh, and it would damage them. And he spent a good chunk of his time in that game 
walking over people until they died <laughs> because it cracked him up. Yeah. So actually, that would not be a correct statement for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's really all I that's basically all I played of uh of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um I don't think CJ is eligible currently because he's never been on a nintendo platform right i want to like the chinatown wars guy yeah chinatown wars guy remembers that game besides me uh i'm sure these people people. do yeah Yeah, it was was pretty popular it it was well reviewed yeah pretty popular on the ds yeah uh i had it for the psp yes 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 that that one came out like a year later i think and it had like upgrades yeah it was like the superior port yes situation because they had less like forced touchscreen interactions and stuff right well i mean it had none yes yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah but that that would be interesting sergio i i would not bank on a gta character but it would uh tongues would be a wagon it'd, it'd be pretty be, wild yes there would be quite a reaction i yeah. do think that uh thank you for your first mail thank you yes very much. thank you welcome to the show yeah <laughs> just imagining doing like a live call in like <laughs> oh welcome to the show uh, oh, here's another first firstie. Uh, ben H sends us an email. Congratulations on your firstie, Ben H. <laughs> hey, Sean and Daniel. Love the podcast, and I've been listening for a while. Hmm. And I thought of this for my first ever listener mail while listening to the Game Awards prediction episode. After the Sekiro game of the year and a lack of fifth character reveal at the Game Awards, I thought, why not Sekiro? To be fair, I am a massive Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro <laughs> fan, as well as Smash, so this would be an absolutely amazing character for me, mm. and I wanted to hear what you guys thought. He's such a cool original character. He's relevant in the way that I think he would be an awesome sort of left-of-field pick from Nintendo, mm. and he has move potential out the wazoo <laughs> with a shinobi prosthetic. I'm also not aware of any relationship issues between Nintendo and From Software and Activision, but I have a feeling you guys would know much more about that than I do. Finally, I know Sekiro is a pretty violent game, but I think this could easily be avoided if his sword just acts like most swords in Smash. Mm. There's nothing inherently violent about the character himself. I just really think that while this character might upset some people at first, he would be such a cool character that everyone loves him in no time. Mm. So, what do you think? Is it possible, or am I just a fanboy clouded by his own dreams? (laughs) Keep up the great work, you guys make all of my drives between school and home bearable Aww. and i can't thank you enough for that i can't wait for my dreams to be crushed by minecraft steve <laughs> ben h smiley face well first of all thanks for writing in ben yeah thanks and ben just for you and anybody else like you don't have to wait until you have an extra special idea before sending us a listener mail we have people who write us every episode we do yeah and yeah. that's completely fine we love that yeah we we love all interactions yeah and, like, uh, like don't feel like you have to impress us basically just, yeah. just just talk to us and maybe you'll be on the show we are very easily impressed <laughs> also <laughs> um so is now again i know almost nothing about sekiro because of my own ignorance <laughs> um did that game come out for the switch it did not come out for the switch and okay. it does not appear to have a switch announcement yet I could see some. I could see a like a port happening down sure. the line. Like maybe they get Iron Galaxy to make a right. port, and then they could line up the character reveal with that if yeah. they were planning on doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, 
Yeah, I I think it's a cool idea, and I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's possible. Uh, yeah, like like on the one hand, I'm not going to make it one of my predictions. On the other hand, I didn't predict that Sekiro would win Game of the Year at the Game Awards, <laughs> and I was wrong about that. Yeah, I I do think it has potential. Like yeah. it, you know, like I think uh, um, Activision does have a working relationship with Nintendo, right? Um, like Active Activision Blizzard is the whole company, and over the past few years, we've gotten the the crash ports on mm-hmm. the Switch. We've gotten the Spyro ports, and we've got an Overwatch on the Switch. That's true. And those, uh, and some of those were just due to conversations with Nintendo about that. Right. Um. So, like, I definitely think Activision could sit down next to Nintendo and like hash out the possibility of Sekiro being playable. Sure. Uh, I think that's absolutely possible. Uh, along and alongside that, bring uh, Sekiro port to the Switch, which maybe they'd really want to do now that Sekiro is one game of the year uh-huh. and has some more eyeballs on it. That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I don't know if Nintendo and Activision would like meet up and be like, "Let's do Sekiro instead of Crash Bandicoot." Right. That's true. Like you know, I think I think Crash would be such like a like if Nintendo and Activision are talking, I think Crash would be hard for them to resist. Is yeah. like a, a really surprising pick. Yeah. Um, but I still think Sekiro is a really cool prediction, and I think I think it is in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I I I'm I'm rooting for you, Ben. I hope I hope you get that. Me too. Um, but I'm not predicting it myself. No, ni- neither am I. But <laughs> but still cool prediction. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Finally, email from our regular Vinny G. Hello, Smashing Folks. I have a fun thought experiment. Alright. After the discussion last episode, I got to thinking about what it would be like if Hideo Kojima took the reins of a Nintendo series. <laughs> what do you two think would be the best and weirdest Kojima-Nintendo fusion? <laughs> I think the best would probably be Xenoblade, as there's mm. already living weapons and political intrigue. Oh yeah. The weirdest for me... Kirby, of course. <laughs> I'd love to see a weird, serious Kirby game where Kirby is a government experiment who has to <laughs> wrestle with the ethics of eating their enemies and the tyranny of the government of King DDD. Oh, man. Okay, now it's your turn. Uh, and uh, and he signs it Vinny G, and then he sent me an email three days later <laughs> titled Postscript. I hope I'm not too late. I signed the wrong name on my last email. I guess you can now call me Old Naked Half Dingo. <laughs> signed ONHD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that's his Kojima name. Oh! Oh! Okay, for a second there, I just thought, like, oh, like, is this Vinny's gamer tag? And it got revealed <laughs> to us by mistake. <laughs> Vinny, if you're if you're having trouble coming up with a cool new gamer right. tag name, old naked half dingo, that one's on the house. <laughs> this is a great question. Yeah, yeah. So let's um, see. Best best for me would easily be Metroid. Ooh, okay. Like, so much of it is already in his wheelhouse, and I feel as though like the problem that I've had with the Metroid series is that the more the 
creators of the game try to flesh out the story like the more they try to get involved in the narrative of metroid uh-huh. the worse and like campier and shittier it gets yeah you know Other like, like i feel as though like with metroid really the best thing is just like you get the opening crawl that explains what you're doing on the planet and then yeah. nothing else right uh otherwise you get into weird other m territory yeah but kojima like his whole thing is doing like four hour cutscenes at the expense of <laughs> gameplay. Right. So it could actually be with this weird happy medium. Um, <laughs> that, and then that, also... feels, that feels like it's way more in the other direction. <laughs> that doesn't feel that doesn't feel like it's like, okay, what's where what's between uh really quiet gameplay focused <laughs> uh like narrative and uh and and messy narrative with some some cutscenes like mixed with the gameplay and like some world building i know four hour cutscenes well that's the, I, that's the middle right there i would love this <laughs> and uh the weirdest one this i just thought of off the top of my head luigi's mansion like luigi <laughs> he he somehow gets involved in a new mansion scenario and like the politics of the mushroom kingdom play a role <laughs> like the messages from egad suddenly are as long and as complex as the codec conversations in mgs2 uh-huh. uh you there are all these sneaking mechanics where you're avoiding the ghosts uh Otacon is there yeah that was yeah. the weirdest one for me what about you um i think the best could be legend of zelda actually oh, okay um like because hyrule like he can he can really like like hyrule has a lot of potential for political intrigue yes right like uh like it could be about how ganondorf like not even as a pig has just like has just like conquered hyrule like his 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 <laughs> army covers uh-huh. the castle oh and i he, like that and he like sits on a throne and like and like link is like going from like you know, going from, like, location to location, but, like, everyone there is, like, whenever he bumps into NPCs, like, he'll just, like, run into arguments between the NPCs. It's like, I don't know, I think Ganondorf's new tax policy is actually <laughs> better than the previous king's, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> you know? And, like, basically him just having to, like, to navigate, like, all the moral grays of usurping the new king. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, Kojima could pull that off. Right? Yeah, and, and like, uh, and... <laughs> and like the 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 master sword like has some kind of ethical conundrum like <laughs> that that's like that's combined with wielding it right. and uh and you know like uh zelda the zelda franchise has so many like wacky npcs you that's know, true that, like uh <laughs> that like you know kojima can put all sorts of weird kojima characters in there <laughs> and it wouldn't it, it wouldn't even feel that weird that's true that's a good uh, point and like you know he just put tingle in there as like a homeless disgraced pervert or something <laughs> and like yeah i uh like the the more i think about it like kind of a, a kind of like a grittier like zelda where mm-hmm. like uh ganondorf maybe isn't just comically evil but he's actually like really complicated and right and 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 giving the throne back to zelda is a really complicated uh-huh. uh ordeal and <laughs> and link is played by norman Reedus, and he just has this <laughs> and he talks for the first time and he's just got this really off-putting gravelly voice right. <laughs> 
I think you're the king of jack shit, Ganondorf. <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> right? But even if, do yeah. you want to be rescued? <laughs> yeah, even if it's not like... Even if it's not Art Reeves, it's someone with, like... He just gives Link, like, a dumb, gravelly right. voice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that'd be the best uh, Kojima outcome. The weirdest franchise to get a Kojima game that isn't Kirby or Luigi's Mansion would be <laughs> my my gut like i my i just i just thought of warioware <laughs> but uh but like but like there's some ways that warioware could kind of work you yeah know? Like, yeah that's you know, true kind of like focusing on the cd underbelly i was gonna belly say of, it could it, just it, become this exploration of like corporate greed yeah it yeah. he could turn it into a meta commentary on uh, game development yeah that's that actually true. sounds great yeah that's um, totally kojima like <laughs> it's it's so weird every like kojima idea like every every like nintendo franchise i think of is like actually i would look <laughs> at i would check out a kojima helmed version of that right like, like chibi robo and he just like uh-huh. escalates the family drama yeah right uh another bonus one i thought of this isn't weird but i think he'd be good with fire emblem oh yeah he could just do you know similar to zelda it could just be kind of like political intrigue between various kingdoms yeah although, <laughs> although actually my, here's my new weird one okay fire emblem but he has to keep the anime aesthetic oh god <laughs> you'd, you'd just be killing him he, he has be to kneecapping him he has to keep the anime aesthetic and support legs oh boy yeah well i think he he could do interesting stuff with support links because that's just codec conversations uh he he could i think they'd be cool but it'd be really weird for fire emblem yes that's true <laughs> Have you heard of the Hero King Marth? Hold on. I'm pooping. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yep, those are my thoughts. I'm, right. I'm not going to dedicate any more thought to Kojima and Nintendo. Because I think if I do, we'll be here for like another half That's hour. Fair. It'll be the Nintendo Cinematic Universe all, all over, over again. again. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, great question. Thanks, Vinny yeah love your questions yes good shit good shit all right that's all of our listener mail thanks to everyone that sent mail in um if you want to send your own stuff into us you can tweet us at a smashing theory or email it to a smashing theory at gmail.com and uh you know you can ask us questions and pertaining to what the next episode is going to be about you can ask us you know uh just off topic questions like this yeah you can ask us stuff about ourselves really we're happy to answer anything so feel free to send in any mail yeah as long as your question isn't you know what is your home address and do you have any allergies <laughs> or something like that we might hesitate hi a smashing theory can you please tell us the number on the front of your credit card and the date <laughs> on the back thanks Hi, Smashing Theory. What is your grandmother's name and the street you grew up on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we are, uh, we're part of the Beep Boop group. Yes. Uh, you can find us on patreon.com slash group if you thought that listening to us is fun. Um, you can support us by, uh, by giving us a monthly pledge on Patreon, mm-hmm. a dollar or more. If you do that, you get access to stuff like an exclusive monthly podcast, yeah. uh, deleted scenes and cut content from episodes of the Smashing Theory and other projects, uh, access to our Discord, 
uh, where uh, a lot of our fans just share like the coolest and funniest shit. Yeah. And yeah, and all sorts of other stuff. Um, yeah, everyone that contributes to us on that, we really appreciate it. And it's really great. Yes. It makes us feel as if what we're doing is worth tangible U.S. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and to some people, it is. Yeah, apparently. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's incredible. It really is. It's a miracle. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> uh, next time on A Smashing Theory, A Smashing Theory will return. Oh my god. Microsoft confirms the next-gen Xbox is actually just called Xbox. <laughs> Series X refers to the family of next-gen Xbox consoles. It's just called Xbox. Breaking news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, this is coming at us from Business Insider. Oh wow. man, that's that's going to take a while to unpack. Wow. Holy crap. You, you've had the Xbox. You've had the Xbox 360. You've had the Xbox One. You've had the Xbox One X. Now, the Xbox. Part of the Series X. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, oh cool. Oh my god. Alright, uh, next time on A Smashing Theory. Uh, airing January 2nd. January Nintendo Direct predictions. Ooh. Yes. I think... We're getting Nintendo Direct in January. I think January is the month that we will see our next Smash character. And it's I, gonna be Monster Hunter. And I th save it for the episode, Sean. <laughs> I mean, you knew what I was gonna do from the moment you said we were gonna do this. <laughs> also, like, guess what's getting announced during that Nintendo Direct? <laughs> save, save it for the you knew what i was gonna do <laughs> anyway it's like asking me if i breathe i didn't ask you anything <gasps> <laughs> anyway yeah we'll we'll be predicting what happens in a potential january direct uh and since that episode will go up at the beginning of january hopefully we don't run into the issue we sometimes do where we're like, next time, we're going to predict the next Direct. And right. then the next Direct is like, we're going to air before you record this episode. <laughs> uh, Hopefully not. So yeah, uh, look forward to that and uh, send us any predictions you have for the next Nintendo Direct as either a tweet to a Smashing Theory, follow mm -hmm. us while you're at it, or an email to a Smashing Theory at gmail.com. Yeah. And yeah, uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening to all this Game Awards stuff. We'll see you na next time. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a Monster Hunter 5 is getting announced during the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Ashing time! <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> thanks a lot, old. Thanks. Special thanks to Nymph. Thank you, Nymph. Nymph, you've been with us through and through. I really appreciate the stuff that you do. Ah, uh, Nymph. I hope that rhyme didn't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> because I really miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to my girlfriend Amy Lee. Thank you, Amy Lee. Uh, hey, Amy, you. Uh, fun, fun fact that I'm sharing the special thanks segment that like of that twenty percent of our listeners even listen sure. to. Uh, we if we sound different at all, it's because we're recording in a different part of the house. Yes, Amy cleaned up our guest bedroom. Yeah, and uh, now we're using it like a like a mini studio. Yeah, uh, and it's great. Yeah, it's so much better. We're working. We're going to work out some kinks on it. Mm-hmm. If you if you heard like some weird background noise at certain points, that may have been our heater. Yeah, we've got a big ass. Well, not big ass. We have a vent that's directly above Daniel's microphone. Yeah, but yeah, this. Oh God, this is such an improvement our yeah. recording time has been cut in like half because we don't have to wait for nearly as many planes or cars to go by yeah which before is what we this, did in our living room right yeah we were recording in our living room which faces the street outside of our house yeah and so it was just constantly like oh let's hold for this car oh let's hold for this plane oh there's people outside that are laughing and they're walking by our house yeah like, it was awful yeah so this is so much better yeah so uh and it's a very special thanks to my girlfriend amy lee yes she, she's amazing extremely special thanks i love her special thanks to leo all right yeah <laughs> yeah this is okay lion growl i'm so glad you're thankful for when i do those big ass roars Leo, I hope that didn't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for everything, Leo. You're yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, man. You, you're, you're great. You, you, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've been super cool lately, and uh, and I, I appreciate everything you do and all you go through to do it. Yes. Uh, yeah. You're, you're awesome as hell, and, uh, and many. And many special thanks. And I think I've thanked you for this before, but thanks for flooding our Discord's deals channel with You really have done great that deals. for the past two special thanks in a row. Thanks, Mr. Cool Red <laughs> Luigi, for flooding our Discord with deals. <laughs> thanks for all those sweet, sweet deals. Hope you're eating lots of meat. <laughs> Mr. Luigi, how did he kill you? Uh, thanks. Thanks. If you want a special thanks from us, why? <laughs> but also, you can pledge twenty dollars on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Beep Boop Group, and we will do this for you for the entire month that you pledge, and any additional months that you pledge, we sure will on all of the podcasts that we record. Yep. Uh, special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons and yes. thank you to everyone that's listening and we'll see you later yeah bye bye